Welcome to the People Impact Podcast, because your impact on people matters. We are two visionary coaches talking about human relationships in the workplace. We bring you topics that truly have an impact on people in your organization today. This is for you if you're interested in expanding your perspective on people in your organization and on yourself as a human being. We explore ideas about impacting and improving the way people lead and work together. For all of you out there who are open to new views, visions, and dreams. Featuring Lisa Dempsey. Hello. And myself, Marjolein Plug. And we have a guest today, and I'm so excited. It's Taryn Kalmeyer. Please introduce yourself, Taryn. We're happy to have you. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. I really appreciate you having me on. So I am a corporate wellness specialist, a multi-passionate, multi-dimensional human being, as well as an executive retreat host. And it's just an honor to be able to have a conversation with you guys today. I'm super excited. Thanks. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you so much, Taryn, for joining us. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, it's really good to be here. I really loved hearing what you just said before we started recording when we said hi to each other, um, that you just came from a, uh, an in-person uh, event that you facilitated. Whereas I was facilitating you, at it, yeah. What you've been doing a lot lately is offering um, uh, remote wellness programs for, uh, for big corporates. Yeah, absolutely. And now suddenly you're going in person again. I mean, please tell us what you offer and uh, and and how that's going. Suddenly, yeah, it's remote and in person. Yeah, I know. It's actually it's so interesting because we actually started as a remote first company. So our company, Remote Team Wellness, mm-hmm. is a virtual corporate wellness company, and we do different wellness programs, monthly wellness programs. Mm -hmm. And obviously, as the world has started to open up a little bit more, we've really been getting a lot of requests for do you do on site things? Can you come to our office? And it didn't really feel quite right. But Mm -hmm. we really, really love that element of in person connection. And Mm -hmm. something that's been very evident is that, you know, having a real container and almost like an incubated incubator time to really be together as a team in Mm -hmm. a retreat format, is definitely the way to move team into a deeper level of connection and really give those kinds of skills in a a little bit of an express kind of format. So Mm -hmm. we started offering different in-person team retreats in Mexico, which is Mm -hmm. where I live, which is where I'm based, um, that we are open to doing retreats all over the world, um, obviously, but virtual and Mexico is a really, really good, um, really, really good combination for us at the moment. It's been Mm -hmm. wonderful. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I appreciate what, what you said earlier as well about having teams meet in person for a connection in this way, rather than, and my thought is rather than, you know, making people come back into the office because they need to see each other to feel connected to the organization, to each other, but to actually, you know, you can work from anywhere, but when we have a team event like this and focusing on wellness, that creates so much more of a, of a connection. How do you, how do you, what's your view on that? Yeah, I really think that, again, to have people come together in a place that's removed from their everyday routine Mm -hmm. really does give that deeper level of being able to connect, 
but not only with, you know, not only in a way that's like, oh, this is just for work, or this is just as a, this is just as a, a way that we can build some kind of team rapport because we have to be in the same office space together. It's mm -hmm. more of a, you know, opening to possibility and an opening to different collaborative ideas because everyone is in a neutral setting. So again, to be in a space where people have the opportunity to, you know, be away from away from their homes, away from their desks, um, and just be who they are as people. Mm -hmm. with, with work built in, obviously, we do we do like to have a mix of work and play during our retreats. Mm -hmm. um, with with that work built in, it really opens the space again for collaboration rather than it being something that's competition or something that's um, just a, a strict formal work workspace. And um, my impression is that you are well based in Mexico, but a, a very global citizen. <laughs> how did you uh, and and a multi passionate person? How did you? I was going to say Ooh. end up end up here. How did you end up here? But end up here. here so. <laughs> how did I end up here? Well, I'm actually in Marrakesh right now. That's a whole other story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely a global citizen. Um, so how I ended up, I think, in the wellness industry in general, I. I grew up. I grew up as an athlete. I danced my whole life. I was very interested in the body and re and um, movement in general. And so I, I kind of went into a line of work where I was. I was thinking I was going to be a professional dancer. It didn't work out because I got very badly injured. But that actually took me on a completely different path to really focusing on how people can rehabilitate their bodies. Um, and I, I went on a really interesting journey of doing osteopathy as my as my degree. Which is all about, you know, like finding the root cause of our of our disease, um, whether it be physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, whatever it may be, um, and really allowing ourselves to look at ourselves as multidimensional beings, and that's what that's a really big part of well wellness and the wellness journey. Yeah. So in that in that journey, I also found yoga, I found meditation and mindfulness, and so many amazing tools and different like different modalities to be able to heal and then like it, it's it's been an interesting journey to get like to get a little bit deeper into the corporate space because realizing that there's so much that hasn't been you know that hasn't been offered or hasn't really been hasn't really been improved in the corporate wellness space mm -hmm. for the last 50 years mm -hmm. um, and realizing that there weren't there weren't really the tools to support employees you know, during something that was actually really pressing, like a global pandemic, like there are so many companies and clients that I spoke to that were like, yeah, we have a cessation program, like, don't really know how that's going to help you out too much in this, in this, in the midst of a crisis. <laughs> but that's wonderful that you have your cessation program. And so I really started to examine and look at um, the different ways that we could start, I could start to help people and bring these, these modalities and these tools into the workspace and integrate them as a part of the workday rather than it just being, you know, something that's this fringe concept. These are concepts that can really help every human being. So at the center of business is people and really looking and, and looking at and examining that made it really evident that we that this just needed to be offered as a as an as an extra that wasn't just a nice to have it's not just a luxury wellness is not just something that oh yeah like we'll do it if we're we're a, a hip kind of company mm. it's now an absolute necessity that's really affecting businesses retention it's affecting businesses you know, profitability, it's affecting absenteeism, presenteeism, all of these really 
pertinent topics yeah. within organizations. So that's yeah. how I've gotten on my, gone on my journey to really seeing this as um, as some, as my mission to really bring this this work to the workplace. And what are some of those kinds of pain, right? Some of that unhealed pain that you're coming across in organizations as you're doing this work. Oh, that pain. Mm. <laughs> it, I would probably, <laughs> that, that pain. I would probably say it being, it really being like, it being not about people being tied to productivity. So I had this really interesting question around burnout when I was on a panel a few weeks ago about how do we, how do we make people more productive without them burning out? And I, I was just like, this, this mentality needs to change. <laughs> that, you know, question, that, that, that question, that question is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this question is the thing that is actually the problem. It's, it's making, it's tying people to, you know, being these machines that are, that are not, you know, emotional are not, uh, are not having their own struggles behind the scenes. They're just, they're just, you know, working vehicles. They're, they're not, they're not necessarily, again, whole beings within themselves that are coming to do a job. They're, they're just seen as, as removed from the process. And so, I think changing that narrative around people just being, you know, productivity machines is a really, really huge pain that I've really, I've really seen a lot of companies have to kind of work their way through and really understand that the burnout is coming from the culture. The burnout is yeah. really coming from what has already been set in place, what has been the expectation for the longest time. Yeah. And now no, no, it's not coming all- from a lack of yoga exercises. Once a month. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's coming from that, that top down approach of like, oh, we just see, we just see it as like, we need more, we need to produce more, we need to do more. And the the people need to do more. But obviously, in the last two years, that's just been quite impossible. And so many people have experienced so many intense, you know, intense emotional, um, emotional and mental, you know, burdens, just from just from everything that's happened with the pandemic mm-hmm. they've experienced loss within their families they've experienced loss within their companies they've experienced loss and and bringing that to work and realizing that that is a, that is definitely a factor that affects productivity it affects it affects your your output it affects everything um, and realizing that that needs to all be seen as a holistic a holistic picture rather than it being compartmentalized like we leave that behind and then we we come into this one space and that's mm-hmm. that's all um, I think that's really been a pain that has been coming up to be addressed and been asking to be addressed for a really long time, but the pandemic has really just polarized it, mm, really made yeah. it very glaringly obvious. Yeah. And I'm curious if we can just unpack for just a minute, because I think you're so right. There's so much about this productivity culture. In your mind, mm. though, what's the difference between productivity versus effectiveness? Mm, good question. I think product well I I didn't, I didn't want to change that word because I mean you you touch on something there it's also like this hustle culture it's not even a productivity culture it's hustle yeah. it's like you need to just go and you need to move and keep keep moving and keep producing keep ma- making it happen that's the productivity that as long I'm as you're about. doing everything's going to be fine as you, right exactly and everything's tied to what you're doing like all, all, every, all of your you know all of your your worth is tied to what you're producing um 
I think that's that's also like just a mentality that's really being asked to be examined. Um, so with that, it's like that hustle productivity is not actually that effective because you're literally pushing yourself to the point where you are almost at your wit's end and you're burning yourself to a point where you don't have any energy left for anything else. So you don't have energy left to create. You don't have energy left for this, these expansive collaborative ideas that could be, you know, that could be a little bit more than just, oh, this is what I do from X, like, like X, Y, Z, my task list, my, my, my nine to five, like all of these things are so linear Whereas there's no real space for the, again, the, the possibility and the expansion and the, the more um, creative space. So that effectiveness comes when you do have that, you do have the tools to be able to take care of yourself, to be able to, you know, to be able to work at a, at a reasonable, a reasonable time, a reasonable pace and um, in a way that works for you rather than just you work for it, I think that that is the real differentiator, making work work for you and working, I know it's, it's such a cliche, but being able to work smarter and in a way that, that, is, that is really engaging your own, you know, your own strength, your mm-hmm. own um, ability and your own creativity, mm-hmm. rather than just pushing yourself until there's no more left in the tank and then you, you eventually have to give up. Does that make sense? <laughs> is that is that a good is that a good a good comparison? Because I think well. I think that that yeah, <laughs> I think that that it's just so it's just so um, it's so important for people to realize where their limitations are and for where mm-hmm. their where their their boundaries are as well. And that's also been a huge, a huge a huge concept that's kind of been shown. Like where is it that you are comfortable to bring yourself to in this in the space where, you know, like where we're we're all experiencing something extremely stressful. We've mm-hmm. all gone through the same thing in completely different ways. And so now realizing like personally for you, what does that mean? What, where is that going to take you? How is this going to transform you, you in your journey, in your work, in your life? Um, and I was, I was, like I was saying right before this conversation started, I heard this really wonderful, um, wonderful explanation of kind of how we're going through this great resignation, um, really being more of a great contemplation because more mm-hmm. people have now been asked to examine what this means for them and their purpose and, you know, how they're picking their work environment, how they're picking, um, you know, where they want to work from, who they want to work around, who they want to work for as well. Mm-hmm. That's become so much more of a question. It's not just a job anymore. It's not just, I just need a, I just need something. I, it's, I want to do something that aligns with my passion or aligns with who I am as a person or my beliefs or my, my, um, my values Mm -hmm. so I think that's really something that we're seeing a lot more of as well yeah why do you want to be here why do you want to do this yeah exactly so what what about you Taryn as a person why do you want to do this why (laughs) why are you doing that out of all the things you can do because there's lots of things you can do (laughs) there's lots of things I could do for sure but why I want to do this is because this is what lights me up I really really love just teaching people that there is more, there is, there is a greater, there is a greater um, purpose. There is a greater, there is a greater, uh, I think, I, I guess there, there's a greater ability to, you know, to, to expand. 
Um, and I am a, I am an expansive person. I love to create. I love to I love to live in the space of possibility as well. So really showing showing not only people and individuals but organizations what is possible is something that just lights me up from the inside. I love I love being able to mirror that greatness in in others by you know living it out myself and allowing myself to be the fullest version of myself and to show up as the fullest version of myself because that's what life is all about. Um, it's about showing up and allowing yourself to really engage, to be active in the process of your creation, because you are literally mm -hmm. creating your life every single day, every single moment. Yeah. And um, I think that is that is such a special thing to be able to transmit. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I, I love doing what I do. And it's what gets me out of bed every day. Yeah, living it and showing it to other people. And then what I really appreciate about you said something earlier, about you know, there's so many sides to to wellness as a human being and, and incorporating what I'm hearing you say is that incorporating all of those in your life in your own way is uh, is such a such an important thing such a valuable thing yeah every because every single piece affects the other you, mm. you know it's not just I think for the longest time we were like okay so physical wellness is the most important thing so we're mm -hmm. going to give everyone gym memberships mm -hmm. you just go to the gym and you're going to be great you know it fix everything <laughs> so, right and, and <laughs> exactly it'll fix everything well, it may fix some things it may make you feel a little bit better short term but like is it going to fix your finances is it going to fix the fact that you know you're living you're you're in a group of, of friends that are toxic you're in a toxic relationship is it going to fix the fact that you know you all of these things that are that seem completely compartmentalized and I think that also comes back to just your point Lisa about like that pain is that we have compartmentalized so many parts of our life like there's that there's my mental part there's this part there's this part but they all have to kind of work together and come mm -hmm. together as a whole because you're a whole being and they're all you know always in this interplay of like of needing to be looked at and worked on and nothing's ever going to be perfect as it is. We're not here to be perfect. We're mm. here to continue to iterate. We're here to continue to allow ourselves to again, expand in different ways and to allow ourselves to find, you know, like find those tweaks. Like, actually, this is not quite working with me. This is not aligning with me anymore. And it did at one point in my life. However, now I've moved on to something else and mm -hmm. I now need mm. to adjust that's why it's a lifelong practice. It's a journey. Like wellness is not just, I, I, did, I did my workout. I did my meditation. I am well. And I think right. also that, like, see, you know, seeing a lot of organizations be like, let's just do a one-time meditation event for everyone. Everyone mm -hmm. will be great. That's not the, that's not the solution. It's like, it's yeah. really about making it a consistent practice. It's about ritualizing these, these things that are, so you know so disconnected from our everyday way of operating yeah. our everyday way of being because yeah. they have to be a part of our lives on an, in an ongoing manner bring it into your everyday in your way yeah exactly and, exactly yeah um yeah gosh I just had a question and I lost it evaporated <laughs> 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 No, but I, it'll come back. It's still there somewhere. <laughs> well, we wait for it to come back. Well, we wait for it to land back with you, Marielle. I just want to say, you're tired of it. One thing that I love is that you do talk about it being a practice because it it isn't, I think it's so, it's so many things 
I talk about leadership as well being a practice because it is, it's not a destination. It's not about anything, but workplace wellness is, yeah, it's not about having a wellness event or having a wellness Mm -hmm. week or having, you know, providing certain services or, Hey, every Wednesday we offer yoga lessons. It's about creating a culture and a mentality that Mm -hmm. values human beings, right? Is, is, am I hearing that this is the essence of what? 100%. Yeah, could not agree more. Yeah, could and that's. Agree more. Yeah. I, I just realized my question wasn't phrased as a question yet when it was in my mind I, because it's what it seems like from what you're saying is this is about a different perspective on who you are as a person, on who the people are on your team and your organization, um, rather than you know that's how you can have this incorporated in your in your days in your weeks I just read that we have 4,000 weeks in our life like wow. <laughs> that is suddenly that's wow. a different type of number like how do you what, what do you want to spend them on and what's important what yeah. do you care about um and what does wellness mean right now for where you are right now in your life every day um yeah and a switch in in perspective is makes such a difference, makes such a big difference. So thank you for offering that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and again, for living that out. Awareness. Yeah. <laughs> thank okay. you, yeah, it really is just about that awareness though as well, like really making yourself aware that it is not just one thing and it is not something just, I love what you said, it's not, it's not a destination. It's mm. not a destination. Nothing is a destination if we're mm. being completely honest with ourselves. The only thing constant in our lives is change. So that means that we can't just be in one place all the time. We're not going to reach the one place. We're always going to be changing. We're always going to be transforming and iterating Mm -hmm. and finding out how to, you know, work with that change and really embrace that change. And that's what makes leadership, that's what makes um, organizations, individuals so powerful. Mm -hmm. Those ones who are able to, you know, roll with the punches to adapt, to be able to be flexible. I really believe that the key to, you know, immortality is infinite flexibility, like, because you're always allowing yourself to shift and change and find a new version of what you are creating, allowing yourself to be something different. Um, And that can come at an organizational level or an individual level. So realizing that it's not just, it doesn't just have to be one way. Um, There's always, there's always things can be done to shift that and to make that transform into something new. Yeah. Yeah, that's inspiring. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Very much so. If you could have everybody start practicing something new starting tomorrow, what would it be? What do you think a yeah. really useful practice to begin with might be? I think the best practice to begin with is learning how to control your breath and learning how to understand that the breath is your only guarantee. From the moment you are born until the moment you take your last one, that is the one constant thread that runs through your life. So when we are living in a state of not breathing, not paying attention to our breath, and things happen and we just keep getting even more up into our chest and holding all this tension in our shoulders. All the tightness. All the tightness. And we didn't allow ourselves to just take a deep breath and realize that that can be the thing that shifts our state immediately. That can be the thing that just takes us from the state of being in our head to being in our body, to allowing ourselves to respond 
rather than react because when we are not listening to our breath we're, we're holding our breath we're you know we're in this in this really fight or flight kind of response mm-hmm. that is when we you know we're not able to respond to things that are happening we're really emotional we're really you know overwhelmed by by external external stimuli external situations yeah. however when we take responsibility for the fact that this is something i can control i can take a deep breath and then respond to you yeah rather love- than it being yeah I love, I love yeah, as you do that. I just want to, because our, our listeners won't be able to see you, but you're, you're putting your hand on your chest as you do this. And I think that's such a really powerful yes. thing, mm-hmm. right. To just not only take the deep breath, but mm-hmm. put your hand on your chest so you can feel it. You can feel your chest rise and you can feel it mm-hmm. sink, right. Use, yes. use more of those senses. I just want to give that little extra because yes. we can see you, but our listeners will not be <laughs> able to. And it's such a, such a really Fair. valuable addition. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, Fair, what, I, what yeah. I bet is happening right now, with people listening here, because it was happening with me while I was listening to you talking like, okay, I'm, I'm breathing with you. I'm, and I'm feeling that breath going to my chest, going to my mm. stomach, go all the way down to my navel. I'm feeling, mm. you know, the sensation of it and and all those parts of my body moving and expanding and beautiful and realizing that is you know the one constant thing from the day you're born to the day you die and your only guarantee (laughs) your only guarantee you're gonna wake up and hopefully be breathing yeah (laughs) yeah and and you know anyone and dare you listening you will realize when you're completely honest that when you take that breath you feel the impact that it has it's the most Mm. simple thing the most taken for granted thing that we do all day every day and noticing that yeah that really absolutely but it's the thing is like the simplest things are the most potent you know Mm. the simplest things are the things that have the ability to change everything Mm. the foundation is where you start if you want to make a change you can't you can't start at the end you have to start at the beginning of where where this came from of how this actually started for you and the breath is a really good check-in point it's a really good practice Mm. to make sure that you start your day in your own body again rather than externalizing and putting yourself in everyone else's stories obviously social media and like grabbing Mm. our phones and doing all of these things where we're in everyone else's business all day every day (laughs) But it, it takes a power, our power away. It takes our power away from us and puts it into other people's hands. However, mm. when we take control of our breath, we take our own power back because we're connecting to our source, our energy source, our life force. And so that is such an important practice to just to align yourself with yourself. Before you even start your day, I highly recommend just putting your hand on your heart and taking 10 deep breaths and see how that transforms your day and transforms your life. Oh, I love that. I get goosebumps as you say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, good. And thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tara. And really appreciate this. This is such a meaningful conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Likewise. I appreciate that. So it's a wonderful having conversation here. with you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm so happy to meet both of you. Thank you for thank you for the opportunity to share. Likewise, yeah. Thank you for being here, and thank you everyone out there for uh, for listening. Perhaps you've been listening directly online to the People Impact podcast. You can also find us on your favorite podcast app, 
where you can subscribe to make sure that you're the first to learn about our newest episodes. Um, there will be more. We just started season seven. Um, feel free to share this episode and perhaps others if you see that can be of value for other people. Um, share the love. And we would love to hear your thoughts, your topic requests, and anything that's on your mind in the workplace. Do let us know. And until next time, bye-bye.